Alright, what did I learn today to become a better communicator? I guess I'll just start off with the morning. Because I, I've been kind of messing around with my morning routine a little bit. And I definitely found an improvement over what I've been doing in the past. So, I saw a video the other day that said... The reason you're so groggy in the morning most likely is because you're snoozing your alarm. Because if you snooze your alarm, this, uh, I haven't fact-checked this, but this video said that your body immediately goes into another sleep cycle. Now, a sleep cycle takes, I think they said, like an hour to an hour and a half. But obviously, you're not going to complete that sleep cycle if you snooze your alarm and maybe sleep another 20 minutes. So what happens is you're then in like a quarter of the way through a sleep cycle. And then this video said that it could take four hours to like fully recover and get back to your normal energy. And I would say that was pretty spot on for how I felt throughout the day today. I, I don't think I snoozed on like Monday. Maybe it was Tuesday. I don't know. I think it was Monday. And I just like hopped out of bed, made some breakfast, and I felt terrific. Oh, I think it was Monday. Um, and then the last two days, I've snoozed my alarm. And throughout the entire morning show, which goes until from 5 a.m. to 7 a.m., I've just felt pretty tired. And it had a big... Actually, before I go on to the effect that it had, I should say, so what's, what's the takeaway? If you feel better when you don't snooze your alarm, even if you haven't done it very often, um, then don't snooze your alarm. Now, I want to incorporate this with one of the ideas that I was talking about in one of the recent podcast videos where you don't want to put rules on yourself. You don't want to say there's things that you can't do. You want to just have a hierarchy of wants. And then, so that at all times you're doing what you want. But hopefully, what you actually choose to do is in line with your highest wants that you have. Your your greatest desires. Your biggest goals. And pretty much the ideal best version of yourself. So I'm not going to say, I can't snooze my alarm tomorrow. I'm going to say... Or that I don't want to snooze my alarm. The fact of the matter is, I do want to snooze my alarm. It feels tr- like that 10 minutes of like extra little bonus sleep where you're just staying in bed after the snooze goes off. There's nothing that feels better than that. Oh my god, it's amazing. So, I want to keep snoozing my alarm. I do. Feels great. Get extra sleep. Especially on a cold morning, staying in your nice warm bed. Oh, it's amazing. However, I want to be the best communicator that I can be. And, I mean, I'm still going to experiment with this a little, but I think just the results from the last three days kind of prove that snoozing my alarm has a negative impact on my communication skills. So I'm going to continue this experiment, maybe try for the next two days to not snooze my alarm. And then I'll see how the rest of the experiment goes. 
If it turns out I can communicate better if I just jump right out of bed, which I'm pretty sure I can because I'll have a clear head, then that's just one more little part of my routine that I'm fine-tuning to become the best communicator that I can be. But back to what I was saying about the mindset of how you change behaviors is often the most important part. If you just say you can't snooze your alarm, you're probably going to keep snoozing your alarm because you're a human being with free will. And as human beings with free will, we don't like when rules are put on us. And often when rules are put on us, we almost want to do the exact opposite just to prove that we can. So I'm not going to say I can't snooze my alarm. I can. And I want to. But what I want more is to be the best communicator that I can be. That's the mindset that I'm hopefully going to have when I wake up tomorrow morning. I can snooze. I want to snooze. I'm I'm acknowledging this desire. I'm accepting it as real. But I'm also choosing to do something else that I want more. I want to make a nice breakfast. I want to start my day off right. I want to have a clear head. I want to be able to think and communicate concisely. So, that's the plan. Because, honestly, like this morning, I just did not feel on it throughout, like, the entire, maybe, I'd say through the whole 5 a.m. show and then maybe halfway through the 6 a.m. show. I was kind of just doing my weather hits to do them. I was getting through them. I was kind of on default mode, autopilot. And I... I'm just saying exactly what I should say for every single graphic. It's completely predictable. It's a bit polished. It's a little too, like, perfect. And it's not actually me thinking and speaking. And I I can tell when I'm doing that. You can feel it. And how I actually realized I was doing it was when I got the contrast of when I started doing the right thing. So I had one hit maybe halfway through the 6 a.m. show where halfway through the hit, I really just, like, I finally snapped out of it. <laughs> Maybe I that kind of tiredness from snoozing my alarm had finally worn off. And, like, halfway through my forecast, I thought, man, I am just, like, saying the same things over and over again. I'm just kind of, like, on autopilot mode. I'm just going to turn square up to the camera and just, like, summarize what's going to happen. I, I can actually remember what happened. So... I had spent a little bit too long talking at the beginning of the forecast hit, so I was only halfway through my slides when I was given the 30-second signal. And I was like, oh, man, I have, like, five or six slides left for 30 seconds. So I just thought, all right, I'm not going to point to any of the slides. I always waste time, and I talk, and I use useless words when I'm doing that. I'm just going to talk to the camera. I'm going to click through my slides depending on like the overall general idea of what I'm saying, but I'm just going to speak as concisely as I possibly can to the camera. And I was able to go through, I think, five slides in 30 seconds, which sounds like I would be speeding through, and it sounds like I would be talking faster, but I wasn't talking faster. I was just saying less. And it's not that I was giving less information. I was just being more concise. So I'll try to do like an example of this. No, I'm not going to do an example. 
you get the picture though. So it's basically instead of looking at all the graphics and saying like three sentences for each, I just squared up to the camera and I said like the five sentences that summarized the next five graphics I was going to show. And it felt like the first time that entire morning that I had actually spoken to the individual on the other side of the camera. Like spoken to the person who was listening. And it's so easy to forget to do that, but that is, if you could remember one thing about communication, it's always communicate like you're talking to an individual. It's not an audience, you're not giving a presentation, it's not a lecture, you're not talking down to anyone, you're not talking to a group. Even if 30,000 people are listening, each person is only listening through their ears. That mode of communication is one-on-one 30,000 times. That's why you always want to just remember that you are speaking to one person. So just talk like you would if you were talking to one person. Like, that's the best thing I can always think of when I'm trying to record those short-form videos is I often get into, like, that lecture mode where my voice goes too high, I start talking too rapidly, and it just... I just get this air of, like, presentation about me. But then, and I can feel when I'm doing it wrong. And what I try to do is I try to tell myself, all right, speak to the camera like you're just speaking to a friend. And a lot of times I can start the video out doing that, and then, like, halfway through I'll just drift right back into that default presenter mode. But that's all right for now, because being can't expect to be able to master this right off the bat. Even though it sounds like the most easy thing in the world to just talk normally, it's actually the hardest thing to do. Especially when you have like prepared material. Working on it though, and that's that's kind of the main goal. And the main thing that you should work on as a communicator. Increase the percentage of time you are speaking that it's like you're speaking to a friend, communicating one-on-one, talking to the individual. Just increase the percentage that you're doing that. That's it. If you think of, if you practice one thing for the next five months and that was it, that would be enough. Good news is you can practice a lot more things. So overall, like that, I also have been loving... um, the long form videos I've been doing and the short form videos I've been doing. The long form is really fun because I'm just like reading a paragraph and then summarizing it. Reading a paragraph, summarizing it. So it's just amazing practice to be able to learn on the fly and then immediately be able to take something I just learned and communicate it back concisely in my own words. And then the best is when it, like, connects to some story I have or I can think of some kind of metaphor that it reminds me of. That's what I want to be doing more as a communicator. Figure out how to connect what you're learning to stories and metaphors. Because people love metaphors for trying to understand a concept. That's huge when it comes to communication. Like, when I was trying to explain, like, why 
moist nights are cold and moist days are hot. I was able to connect it to like watering your lawn. And it makes a lot more sense when you can relate it to something that people already understand. That's what I should be doing in my short form videos. Every single short form video should be either a story or a metaphor. Because right now I've just been explaining the science, but people can get the science anywhere. You can just go up on ChatGPT and say, concisely explain why moist nights are colder and moist days are hotter. And it would give you the concise information. What you need to do to distance yourself from things like ChatGPT and artificial intelligence is to bring in the human aspect. Natural, spontaneous communication filled with stories and metaphors. That, I'm sure, ChatGPT will be able to figure out maybe stories first there, then maybe metaphors, and then the natural and spontaneous aspect. But we've got maybe a while before artificial intelligence could actually do that, as well as a human who is a master at that skill. There's only a few people who have mastered that skill. But that's maybe the last thing that artificial intelligence will be able to compete with humans in. Natural, spontaneous communication. And who knows if it'll ever even get to the point where it's actually better. Because the reason we like natural and spontaneous communication is it feels genuine. It feels authentic. And it's amazing that when a human being is speaking and they're only being a little bit inauthentic, we can tell right off the bat. It just doesn't feel like they're speaking from their core. It doesn't feel like they're being honest. And I, like as good as artificial intelligence gets, I don't know if it's ever going to be able to simulate authenticity. I don't, I don't think it will because it's not going to have that connection with, I would say, almost kind of like what's at the core of a human being. It's weird that this one idea just popped into my head, but I think it applies to this situation. So I was reading some Carl Jung the other night. (laughs) That's a funny sentence alone. Um, And what he says is, like, our ego is actually just a mask. It's kind of the mask that we wear that separates the collective unconscious from the image we, like, put forward to reality. It's kind of that boundary between the image of ourselves and our collective unconscious. And we have like a mask that we wear that's shaped by our experiences and beliefs that constitutes our identity. I think I'm explaining this right. But it's really just a mask. And at the core, every single person is made of the same or has the same like force that flows through everybody. I mean, this sounds like it's getting into the area of like, oh, okay, like kind of, kind of floofy. I don't know what you'd even call it. But the fact of the matter is, is when you look at this scientifically, it's obviously true. At the beginning of the universe, there was only hydrogen. 
And then there was some force within that matter that continued to transform it and transform it and make it better and more complex and evolved it and evolved it and evolved it until all of a sudden we have everything we see in the world around us. There's matter and there's this force that transforms matter, making it, you could say, more complex or you could just say better. It's like this constant competition between life. And it, this competition drives evolution. And it's all driven by this force that's within all life that we see. And it all comes from the same source. So that means everything that we see around us has this force at its core. <laughs> Hopefully that makes sense. These are new ideas I'm trying to develop. Or they're maybe not new, but they're new to me. Um, so tying this back to communication, all life has this like collective unconscious as Carl Jung calls it. And I believe good communication comes from when we're tapping into that. Now, how we tap into that is we increase our knowledge that we have, and then it almost increases like the frequencies that we have access to. It's almost like if you have a radio and your radio is the amount of stations that you can listen to. (laughs) Using my little metaphor technique here. So let's say I have like 10 stations right now and that's the channels that I can go to that I, that like decide my thoughts. I'm only able to access the ones that coincide with information I already have. So if I read a new book, or I am exposed to some amazing new idea, or a mentor tells me some amazing piece of information, all of a sudden, I have 11 channels. I have something new that I can tap into. And it's all these channels that kind of decide how you can communicate because you can then have access to that portion of the collective unconscious I think this is making sense I'm trying to make it make sense I'm not sure if this just sounds like absolute nonsense but I'm going to keep rolling with it because I think I'm getting somewhere so I think when somebody is speaking truthfully and honestly they're really just tapping into that source and trying to just say the words that they believe to be true. Now, when people are speaking dishonestly, it's when they maybe deep down know what is true, but then they twist what they're saying in order to, you could say, falsify reality. People often do this to maybe, I don't know, get out of trouble or often put off a better image than what they deserve or maybe like yeah to gain something that they haven't earned to try to shortcut the fact that in order to that your rewards are in direct proportion to the effort you put forward when people try to shortcut that they're usually bringing inauthenticity into the table So just getting back to this, (laughs) it's like, I'm 
trying to... Oh, that was one thing I noticed this morning. I need to stop saying like. I listened to my podcast that I did yesterday this morning. Something new I'm trying out where I record it in the afternoon on my way home from work. And then I listen to yesterday's recording on my drive to work. Reminds me of the lessons I learned the day before so that I can build off of my yesterday's progress. But it also allows me to hear how I'm communicating. And I noticed this morning that I've started to say like a lot. That needs to stop immediately. That's worse. I don't know if it's worse than um. But it's up there. Definitely going to work on that. Getting back to what I was saying. I'll try to just summarize it. We increase like, the words and ideas that we can put forward in communication based on the ideas that we've been exposed to in the past and we have access to because they've, we've assimilated it into our knowledge. When you're speaking from your core, you're taking those ideas that you believe in and you're saying them as truthfully as possible with no ulterior motives just to tell the truth and see what happens. When you do that, people can just sense your authenticity and the fact that even if you're wrong, you're telling like your truth and you're being as genuine as possible. People can tell when, when you're speaking from that collective unconscious, that force that drives life. Artificial intelligence, I don't think will be able to tap into that force. That is, I think, the only aspect of communication that it will not be able to do better than a human being. Now, the tricky part about that is I don't think there's many human beings who actually do that extremely well I think a little this is kind of hard to say but I think a lot of people use communication as a tool for their benefit they use communication as a way to reshape reality in the way that they want instead of just speaking the truth keeping reality exactly as it should be and then seeing what happens If that makes no sense, I'll try to relate it to a relationship. Let's say you do something bad and you don't want your partner to find out. But the thing that you did that was bad, you did it. That's part of reality now. And you could use communication to falsify reality and lie to your partner and try to bend reality in your favor. Now, the first thing that's going to happen is your partner's probably going to get that little feeling that we get in our gut when someone is speaking to us inauthentically, when someone is telling us a lie. Now, the next thing thing that's going to happen is eventually, through some crazy process, sometimes it seems completely unrelated, reality is going to snap back somehow that lie is going to be discovered. It always does. And even if maybe the lie itself isn't discovered, 
you pay for it in some way in the future. Reality always snaps back on you. So that's the example of kind of using communication to reshape reality and it doesn't work. Now, the opposite of that would be if you do something bad, you realize you did something bad, and you just square up and tell your partner, and you say, you know what, I'm going to be honest, I'm going to speak from my core, I'm going to just tell you the truth, this is what happened. And what's weird is that's always, you should just view the whatever the outcome of that is as good. That was the best thing that could have happened in the situation. That's how you have to view it. Sometimes maybe the outcome's bad. Maybe the person ends the relationship with you. But that's better than living in a false reality with that little feeling of anxiety in the back of your mind that eventually things are going to snap into place and the consequences are going to be worse because you didn't confront the situation voluntarily. So just bringing this back to AI versus humans. AI is going to be able to disseminate, I think that's the right word, disseminate information more concisely than most likely any human being in the world. In the next three years, maybe even like the next year, I might even already be able to do that. Eh, I've been playing around with ChatGPT a lot, and it's good, but it's not that good. I would say it's maybe at the intelligence of like a soft... Oh, I said like again. Damn. Of a sophomore in high school at this point. But this is the early version. And the growth is exponential. So in no time at all, it's going to be smarter than every human in the world. Okay, so you're not going to be smarter than artificial intelligence. Obviously, that's off the table. Do you have the ability to speak more concisely than artificial intelligence? No, probably not. It'll always be able to know exactly how to rephrase words in the perfect way to be more concise. Next one, are you going to be able to tell better stories than artificial intelligence? Possibly. And I think that starts to tap into like the the human aspect. When you're Yeah, I think it all ties together. Stories, metaphors. Like eventually artificial intelligence will figure out metaphors because it'll be able to figure out what things could be connected I don't know in some way or could be trained on thousands and millions of metaphors that we already use and then figure out the overall pattern and to be able to use that in the for in the future to be able to predict what kind of metaphor should be used for the current situation it will be able to do that most likely better than every human being ever be able to tell better stories It'll probably be able to do that eventually better than every human ever. Because it'll be able to be trained on the best stories ever written. And that it will know how to craft the perfect story 
for every situation. And even be able to craft the perfect story for each individual person that's listening based on the exact story that they like to listen to. How do you compete with that? The only way you can compete with that. Oh, and the easy one that it's probably going to find out, figure out how to do before any of that is how to make things go viral. AI is going to figure out exactly what grabs our our attention and it's going to be able to produce its own content that is more entertaining and will go more viral than anything that human beings can produce. It'll be able to figure out exactly the little tricks that people use to baby basically manipulate people into watching and paying attention. So you're not going to be able to beat artificial intelligence in that. It seems like I've basically named everything. I believe the only thing that artificial intelligence will be will not be able to do better than a human being is to tap into that little force that's at the basis of, I don't know, mankind. And to be able to communicate from that place where people can feel like what they're listening to is genuine and authentic. And that is why, as a communicator, that is the number one thing you should be practicing every single day.